Stain, dead and gone. Chapter 1. Just fuck off. An Englishman's home is his castle. It's a phrase that's overused to the point of driving me to fits of rage, but there's a kernel, a smidge, a chewy centre of truth to it. You don't talk shit about a geezer's home any more than you dare raise your voice about the way a woman is bringing up her kids. If you do either of these things, however deserved, you're going to get a fucking slap. Your advice will also be ignored, so the whole bloody exercise is pointless from the get-go. You can only get away with either faux pas if you're a close friend or family, and even then there's going to be bitter resentment for months and a lot of hard, silent stares, the kind that can peel paint. The thing about being a policeman, even a detective inspector, is that the money's shit and everybody hates you. You can't afford a good gaff, which means you end up living round the scum that hate you the most. Most have more sense than to fuck with you, but they wouldn't be scum if they had a lick of sense. If you've got a shit house, or in my case, a flat and a leftover Stalinist block of concrete, you've got little motivation to keep it clean and tidy. If you're single, and a lot of us coppers are, you've got no extra income, and even less inclination to keep the place tidy. Compound that with being a drunk, and having a reputation for getting other officers killed, and it goes some way to explaining the state of my place. I'm not making excuses, I'm just offering an explanation. There's no excuse, really, I just can't be fucked doing housework, and that's nobody's business but mine. That's why there's washing up on every flat surface, and dirty laundry everywhere that there isn't washing up. That's why there's a clear foot of mould growing out of a mug on the kitchen windowsill, I call her Ermintrude, and why that stack of pizza boxes is arranged like a card house. Hey, a bloke gets bored when he can't afford Sky, and there's fuck all on the telly, but I'm a no-talent cunt, get me a career. So to recap... Policeman, shitty house, no money. Imagine my surprise then to wake up at 3.20am to some fucking chav scumbag clambering in through my kitchen window. Ermintrude didn't survive the experience, I'm sad to say, joining a long line of partners and assistants to die around me and feeding the legend of D.I. Stain. She didn't die for nothing though. The smash woke me up from my slumber on the couch with a start. The streetlight shines right in my kitchen window, and without even pulling off the blanket and rolling out onto my pile of socks, I could see what the twat had done. He tried to climb in through the kitchen window and got himself stuck. I could see his silhouette in black and orange against the wall. There was no rush. I swung my legs off the couch and peeled my bare skin off the worn leather with a sound like tearing Velcro. There was a rattle and a clang as he tried to free himself, but I think his expensive trainers were stuck in the swampy sink. How the fuck do these kids afford them anyway? I fumbled for my cigs and tossed one into my mouth, snapping out the air and lighting it with a match, since my fucking lighter had gone walkabout again. I used to be a pack-a-day man, but these days I'm on two packs of silk cut. That doesn't actually count as smoking, right? I scratched my arse and wandered through to the kitchen, and yep, there he was. Greasy little hoodie thug, ticking all the boxes of the disadvantaged underclass who make it so fucking hard to feel sorry for him. Oi, cunt. His head turned, looking through the other side of the window. The twat tried to climb in backwards, and he rattled and twisted, knocking my Mr. Men tea mug out of the sink to smash amongst the remains of dear old departed Ermintrude. Christ, bruv, at least put some fucking pants on, innit? Even with his head and torso out the window, I could still hear him clear as day. I took a tug on the cigarette and plugged my kettle in, clicked it on to heat up, and then I turned back to look at the little scrote. You break into my house and tell me what to wear, you little shit. 
I don't fucking think so. I reached for my Moby, which I keep in my bread bin, obviously. I flipped open the lid and hauled it out, thumbing the key lock, squinting at the sudden light from the screen. Fucking things. You think they make it come up slowly so you don't get blinded. I can't give a shit. What are you doing anyway? He struggled again, rattling the window and dislodging a couple of forks coated in dried-on spaghetti hoops to clatter on the ground. Calling the police. People still do that. I fumbled with the screen. Shitty fucking smartphones never work right, but at least mine didn't talk to me. It rang before I could dial, though. It figured. I rolled my eyes and hit the little green thing that lets you pick up a call.